you so much for being with us here today. I want to start off with a quick prayer of victory over COVID-19. Um, and so if you're with someone here today or you're someone in your home today, I want to encourage you to pray with them right now. Um, and if you're not, just join with me in prayer as we go after this. Uh, Father, we thank you for your victory over this, Jesus. We thank you for your victory over COVID-19, um, over all of Canada, Father. God, as a body, we unify together. God, we come together and we unify against this, Jesus. We thank you, God, for your spirit, God, that is victorious over all of this. And Father, this morning in worship as we're going here today, I just saw a really clear picture of us standing on a cliff high up with you here, Jesus, in victory, reigning with you, Father. And God, we declare victory over COVID-19, Father. We pray that it would end now, God, in Canada. Any virus in Canada would be completely killed off now in your name, Jesus. And Father, we just laugh in the face of the enemy that he had any chance in our nation, God. We thank you that, that what the devil meant for evil, God, you are going to use for good. Yes. Yeah. Jesus, we believe that you are bringing revival to our nation, Father. That God, even though this seems like a pandemic and something that's terrible happening, God, you are going to use it for good. Amen. Father, I believe you're going to heal. You are going to restore your people, Father, to yeah. you. And you're going to bring healing to our nation, God. Canada is known as a nation of healing, Father. So God, let that word be true over our nation, God. Release healing in this nation, God. And I pray that you release healing to the minds of Christians, Father. I pray that you release healing to our minds to know our stance in you, Jesus, that we are victorious over this, Father. That we do not have to live in fear or panic or anxiety. And so, Father, we just come together right now as a body. And we don't strive to defeat the enemy, God. You've already defeated him, Father. We rest in you, God. We love you. And we believe that you are completely victorious over this. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Well, good morning, everybody. <laughs> this is our first time live streaming together. Uh, we're actually in the basement of my house. And we're so glad that you could be with us here today. Um, we do have two phones, so I'll be looking left and right, just so you know. Um, but really quick, um, if you guys are here with us today, um, we want to co cover a couple logistical things, and then um, we can kind of get into the rest of this stuff. So uh, we're just going to do our best here today to be engaging with you guys. As we I, Obviously, this is new, but um, we really believe this is something special. It's a new time. Uh, where we are, are going online, where we're live streaming, and this is going to be a really exciting time where I feel like God's going to do something really special. Um, and so if you guys hear this today, uh, there's a couple ways you guys can give still, because giving is something that's still very important uh, to our church. Um, it's, it's, it's very important for the day-to-day -day running of things, but I believe this is a beautiful time where we get to worship God. Um, through this time by still giving. And so if you guys can, if you guys are in a place where you, um, right now, oh, sorry, Ken's telling me to come look center here. Um, but we want to encourage you guys, we have a, a link on our Instagram page and um, in our Facebook Live video, uh, there should be a link there to our, our Push Pay app. So if you want to go there now and head there, if you guys can make a donation, if you guys can tie, that'd be amazing. We thank you so much for that. Um, and I believe, I believe Jen has a, a encouragement she wants to share with you guys. <laughs> We're just right in there. Come on. Uh, if you don't know how to access the link on Instagram or any of that kind of stuff, you can text on your phone the CTFW to the number 77977. Okay, awesome, thanks. And then you can still give that way. And I know a lot of our people give with PushPay and we are so grateful and thankful. Uh, it makes a massive difference in Catch the Fire Winnipeg and what we're trying to do and uh, all of that kind of stuff. So I really appreciate that you guys are all so generous. We love you, we miss you, we miss seeing your smiling faces this morning with us in a group. But here we are and the four of us are having an amazing time. And it's great. So hopefully you guys are doing that as well and um, with your families and everything. And yeah, one of the things that came to my mind recently is the scripture passage in Second uh, uh, Chronicles 7.14. I'm sure it's all very familiar with you, uh, for you guys, but um, 
in the NIV it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their, heal their land. Mm -hmm. And so wow, we just, good, yeah. we are just um, calling you guys, us, all of us now to even just uh, repent. Amen. And if there's anything, you know, in your own personal life, uh, you can do that now or on behalf of the church, on behalf of the city, on behalf of the country, the government, whatever it is, if you're feeling like something is uh, mm -hmm. a little off or something is not quite right, um, you can even just ask Holy Spirit and he'll mm -hmm. bring to your mind, what is it that um, I feel to repent of? So right now, I'm just, I just Come pray on, and I say, Jesus. hey, um, God, I'm just, I'm sorry for partnering with things like fear. Um, I am seeing people around me, you know, not able to work, not get paid, businesses in trouble. I have, I'm worried for these people. And so I just forget, I just forgive myself mm -hmm. and thank you, Lord, for forgiving me and um, in partnering with uh, things like that, things like fear, and just on yeah, behalf yeah. of the church and on behalf mm -hmm. of the church as a whole and the country and everything, just we repent for not being uh, the church the way that God wants us to be. And so we just call each of you to love each other and to mm -hmm. be mindful of what the Lord has put on your heart. And if He if He tells you to do something, do it. Okay, that is the <laughs> that is the answer to that. So yeah, Second Chronicles seven, Second Chronicles seven. 14. And that's all I was going to say about that. So as Ken and Chris are whispering to each other back there, who's up next? Chris. Chris. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there you go. All right, guys. Um, yeah, sorry, unless, yeah, if you guys have anything at any point, just kind of let me know. Um, okay. Um, so yeah, actually, what we're going to do now, I mean, the next thing I have is my sermon. So do you guys want to say something before that? Uh, I, just, I just need a couple minutes to couple minutes, okay. Um, you know, and just, I, I kind of want to just uh, share, you know, a, a bit of my heart during this time. It's been pretty crazy what's happening in the world right now. So this is unscript. We, we're trying to, as much as we can, have some structure so you guys can feel um, like, you know, you guys have some sanity with all the stuff that's going on right now. But I just want to share my heart for a bit about all of this. Um, you know, it's crazy right now. The world is actually going through a time where, um, people are struggling with fear and anxiety more than ever before. People are struggling with um, just this entire thing going on. And I talk with a lot of people who have been around for a lot longer than I because I am young. And they even they said this is probably one of the craziest things that's ever happened to them. Um, and I think that during this time, there's a real opportunity for us to get distracted um, in our walk with God and distracted in our, in our pursuit. And I feel like there's a, an opportunity for us to kind of back down uh, and, and not fully... Uh, pursue God or keep thriving in the ways that we want to. But I want to encourage you guys, wherever you're at today, um, I just have this sense, this feeling that the Lord is doing something so special. And, and on that note with Jen, when she was talking about repenting, um, you know, there's something that's so powerful right now where we can come to a place of repentance, um, of finding our relationship with God through other things. You know, I think so many of us, maybe uh, you come to church and that's been a real source for your relationship with God. Um, or maybe you, you, know, you find your connect group or your small group, whatever it is, you find these things as a, a strengthening point for your relationship with God, which is good. Um, but I want to encourage you right now, uh, you know, there's a beautiful opportunity for us to repent and us to come to know the Lord in a deeper way right now, in a place where we can come um, in the secret place and get to know Him more intimately. And I feel like what the Lord is doing right now, it's He's refining our focus. He's refining um, our heart's desire for Him. And it's a beautiful opportunity right now just to get to know Him more in the secret place. Um, and really say, Lord, search me, know my heart. Um, I want to be pure. I want to have a place 
um, in my heart where I'm loving you uh, for who you are and not any other ulterior motive. Um, a really quick thing I want to share with you guys is, is um, something, in, uh, something in my life, actually. You know, it's really easy um, as, as being a, a pastor, when you're coming to the secret place, um, sometimes I'm not just coming with uh, Chris to Maggie by myself. I'm coming with Chris to Maggie plus the church. You know, and it's kind of attached to my hip. And, and in some ways it should be, you know, it's something precious. You guys who are listening, if there are church families out there, you guys are precious to me. But, who, but I do know that the Lord, when he's calling me to the secret place, he's not calling me to come in for all these other reasons. He's calling me for, to come and just be with him. Um, and I really feel like there's just a, a refining time right now with us and with the church where we're going to come to the Lord and any other ulterior motives of why we want him and know him, pursue him, those things are going are gonna to fade away and we're going to become more whole in this secret place. Um, yeah, it's so good. So I think, I think Ken might have a word that he wants to come up and share with you guys right now. There you go. <laughs> so good. Love you guys. All right, give us a wave. Yeah, give us some comments here, guys. Who's all here today? It's good. So, obviously, we're in a time right now where, you know, the whole world is actually looking at um, earthly things, really. And God knew well ahead of time, and He established some principles well ahead of time for us to remind us to focus in on something else. And actually, in Colossians 3, verse 2, it's become one of my favorite passages, or one of my favorite verses, and it says this, Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And, and why is that? It's because when we focus our attention on earthly things, we're so easily distracted, we're so easily overcome, uh, we're quick to worry, we're quick to come into a place of judgment, and, and all of these things, we're quick to, we're quick to um, express ourselves in a way that isn't naturally, or isn't necessarily the way that God would have us Express, and I feel like when God is telling us to to focus on earth, uh, not on earthly things, but on things above, oftentimes we don't know how to do that. And what a great opportunity we have right now, right across the world, to focus on things that are much higher than what we're currently coming under. You see, because we're actually meant to govern from above, and we're not meant to come underneath these powers, these principalities, these Amen. rulers what? in this dark That's kingdom. Right? We're not meant to come underneath Amen. that, but we're actually meant to rise up above that. And so what a phenomenal opportunity we have right now to just gather in our homes with family and with friends and, and to gather with so many other believers online. And even for those of you who don't necessarily believe and you have no idea why you're, why you're you know, tuning into this, maybe it's because of this. Maybe it's because there's a God who loves you and he has a plan and a purpose for you, a plan to prosper you and to give you life and he give you life up, like more abundant. Like how exciting is it that we live in a time where that's actually kind of being challenged on, on one hand and then on the other hand, eternal life is being promised. Yeah. It's such a phenomenal thing when we recognize the words of Christ, you know, that he has come to give life and to give life more abundant. And so in this realm, in this time, in this season right now where... So many people feel as though they have to gather together or just like sort of lock themselves away in their homes uh, to stay quote unquote safe. God hasn't called you to be safe. Amen. He's Amen. called you to be saved. Yeah, that's good. Right? And he saved you from this. There's a reason why Christ died on the cross. Yeah, yeah. Come on. There's an actual plan and a purpose in all of this. And it wasn't so that we could cower away in the corner and be like the world. Now it's not surprising that the world acts the way the world acts. It's the world. Right? But we've been called out of that. Yeah. 
we're being called to be in the world, but not of the world. And so, as a church, Amen. we're not we're not being called to react or even respond the way the rest of the world does. We're actually called to look at the hope that we have inside of us, the hope of glory. And it's such a wonderful thing that when we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the perfecter of our faith, things begin to look different. And so I just want to pray over everybody right now that we do just... Just that we agree with Christ, that we agree with God, that we agree with the Apostle Paul who tells us to fix our gaze, to, to, to just rise above and to think of heavenly things, yeah. not on earthly things. See, because it's supposed to be on earth as it is in heaven. And so, Father, as we fix our eyes on you, as we fix our eyes on Jesus, as we come into union together in the recognition that we are already one with you, the way that Jesus prayed, and that we recognize that Jesus said that the kingdom of heaven is here, it's within us, that we have everything that we need to overcome because Christ has actually made us more than overcomers. So we celebrate, Father, everything that you're showing us, everything you're calling us into right now, that, that, that this is an opportunity for the church to wake up and to recognize that we have the hope of glory within us that is meant to come out and actually spread joy to the world. That's what we're meant to do. We're like, In times like this, when everybody's sort of worried and scared, they need direction. Yeah. They need purpose. They need yeah. to have a hope that they can cling to that is higher than what is being offered to them. Yeah. And so, God, we ask you to present yourself to the world right now through your church, the way that you've always intended, through your people, to call to people, to call people in and say, we love you, we understand, yeah. we get it. It's not super easy this time, especially if you're out there and, and, and you have family or friends who are elderly or whatever, we get it. It can feel scary, but there is one who is so much greater, yeah. so much more powerful, and so totally above all this, yeah. and he's actually called us to rule and to reign with him. Yeah. How beautiful is that? It's awesome. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. Well, I'm not going to keep you guys here forever, but I do have a uh, word of encouragement that I want to give you guys this morning. So if you guys want to hang out with me for 15 to 20 minutes, uh, don't drop out. I believe that God has something for you guys this morning. And so um, we're just going to we're gonna go after this. And so, you know, the same way right now that Ken was talking about, uh, you know, basically there's two different realities that are going on right now. Uh, we have the reality right now where, where the world is in a place, that in, a, in, a, in a global pandemic, they would say, um, where they're freaking out. And, and listen, on a human note, you know, there, you know, it is a crazy situation that's going on there. It's crazy. Um, and that's, that's a reality that's going on right now. But we have another reality right now where we have uh, the Spirit of Jesus living in us, and we have a God of the miraculous, a God of the supernatural, and yeah. a God of power over this. Come on. So I, I, in the past few days, I felt this really big tension in my heart where the Lord is saying, you know, when are you going to choose? When are you going to choose which one? Because I'm not a God, um, a lukewarm God where I'm half and half. And he's a God that understands and loves people in here. But he's still a God um, that represents one side. He's a God that represents a side of victory and love and power over all of this. So I want to encourage you guys this morning. 
Um, you know, if you've been in a place of panic, fear, and anxiety, um, we understand that we love you guys, and there is a higher reality that we can live in as Christians. And I want to encourage you guys, during this time, like I said before, and as Ken was saying, we can be in a place where we thrive through this, where we grow through this, uh, where we get online and we, we come together in unity and pray against this. This is a beautiful time for the Lord to do something. And again, with the enemy meant for evil, God is going to use for good. Yeah. Amen? Amen. I just hear everyone clapping out there. Hello. Come on. <laughs> All right, guys, so if you want to turn on your Bible, flip to your Bible, I'm going to go to Matthew 14, verses 22 to 33 here. So I'll give you a moment to do that. This is like a real true service. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. You guys shouldn't have any excuse to not be in your Word right now because you're probably on your computer and your phone. Or I guess you have to be. So please turn there right now. Um, I'm going to be reading out of the NIV translation here. Um, this is Jesus walking on the water. So verse 22 here says, Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowd, after he had dismissed them, he went up on the mountainside by himself to pray. Listen, right there, we're, I'm going to stop throughout here and just give a little uh, jot notes. But maybe some of you guys need to be like Jesus right now. We need to model the, the lifestyle of our Lord and Savior. Get by yourself and pray. During this time where everything is crazy going on, how is your secret place? How is your time with the Lord? Are you spending the time with the Lord that not only is good, but it's necessary and we need? So let's follow that example. It says here, later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. So maybe you just need to hear those words this morning. Mm -hmm. It is I, do not be afraid. I am with you. Wow. If you're by yourself right now, he is with you. If you're with a group of five to ten people, he is with you. If you're on the other side of the world right now, he is with you. He is beside you. He is living inside of you. He's right next to you. Yeah. He is with you. Do not be afraid. In verse 28 it says, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. And this is what the Lord is asking of us. He's saying, come, come out on the water with me right now. Come out of your boat, out of your situation, and be with me. See what I see and see what I feel for the world. Then it says, then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And why... Sorry, and when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. The first point I want to say is fix your eyes on Jesus and not the wind. Well, you can see here in verse 30, it says, well, but, then, or sorry, but when he saw the wind, he was afraid and began to sink. Guys, it wasn't when Peter, when, it, when, his, when his faith was, it wasn't when his faith went, uh, went down or something. It was when he started looking at the wind and took his eyes off of Jesus. Listen, there is a lot of opportunity right now in your life to look at the wind surrounding the situation. Whether that's social media or the news um, or something on YouTube or some facts that are going on right now, there's a lot of wind circulating the situation. Um, it's really easy for us to be in a place uh, where we begin to fear, when we have anxiety, we begin to panic because we're, we're focusing on the wind from the media, from the government, and from all these other things. And it's so easy for us, like Peter, to take our eyes off of Jesus. You know, I think something personal for me this week is, you know, with all this news going on, Katrina was actually encouraging me. She was saying, babe, can we actually limit the amount of news that you're watching? Because I began to watch a lot of news. I felt like it was very responsible of me to begin watching CTV news every morning, watch Trudeau Address the Nation, watch all these things that are happening, tracking all the deaths, all the numbers in Canada. And listen, that stuff is very important. And we need to carry our nation in our heart and carry the world in our heart. 
But at the same time, we cannot be having, we cannot be going to this reality first here of what the world is saying and then taking that to Jesus. We need to let what Jesus is saying, what he is doing in the earth, what he is doing in our hearts, let us define everything that the world is saying first. Are you guys following me here? That's really good. You know, in this, in, this, in this scripture here, guys, we have two realities. We have the reality of Peter and the disciples having a very human experience on the boat. They're terrified. They're scared. The, the wind and waves, I'm assuming, were monstrous. They were huge. It was very scary in their boat, in their reality. And then we have another reality where we have Jesus, our God, the God of the miraculous, the God of the supernatural, walking on the water, calling us, calling Peter to come out of his reality into, into his now, now I, a lot of people could see this with Peter as a fail. Maybe, you know, oh, you know, he, he, he sank or he didn't do it. He didn't actually walk on the water all the way to Jesus. But I think this is a huge testimony to us as believers. What would it look like if we stepped out of our boat of maybe uncertainty, panic, fear, anxiety, and on the water towards Jesus? And what about if we fixed our eyes on Jesus and didn't move them onto the wind, onto the waves around us, but we locked eyes with him and we kept walking towards him? My question is, if we got close enough to him, and he's in our, if we could hug him, and if we could see from his eyes, what is he seeing in the world? I believe he's bringing revival. I believe he's, I believe he's bringing reformation. And I believe he's calling his people to actually repent because we haven't seen ourselves as a people that he has called us to. He has given us the spirit, his, his spirit to have authority on the earth, to be the actual answer and solution right now that the world is looking for. And a lot of us don't realize that we are literally carrying the solution the world is looking for it's Jesus himself. You know, I saw a beautiful picture the other day with Jesus holding uh, this, this person. And, and in it was the world and plus all the nations. And he was holding it. And Jesus is the answer for the nations right now. His healing power is the answer for the nations. You know, guys, we are called to lead the world. But where are we looking? Again, Peter, he locked eyes with Jesus and he started walking towards him. You know, he, had, he, he, he could step out of the boat because the Lord called him out. But he locked eyes with him. You know, but a lot of us, again, we're looking to the news, we're looking to all these other places. But we are called to, to, to lead the world right now as an example of who Jesus truly is. And, and I, and I want to challenge us, where are we looking? You know, when we don't fix our eyes on Jesus, it's an opportunity for us to lose our focus, lose our sight. And that's when we begin looking to media, to the government for answers, when Jesus is our highest answer in this situation right now. You know, but what I love, what I love about Peter, uh, a couple things I love about Peter here is that at least he had the faith to step out of the boat and at least try, um, and he was actually willing to be bold and to have faith to walk towards Jesus on the water. You know, Jesus or, or Peter, you know, in the boat, he was he was the one disciple that stood up and actually began to walk on the water. He stood up and imagine the other disciples how they felt. You know, they were probably struggling with jealousy or maybe comparison saying, you know, Peter, like, this guy can actually stand up and did this. Like, and they didn't do that. But I think God is looking for Peter to step up, to rise up, to unify people in prayer, to pray against this and realize that he is the answer to this and to be the solution in the midst of this. Yep. So I want to challenge you today. Will you be someone who is a Peter or will you stay in the boat behind and watch while other people walk out today? Wow. wow. No, a really simple story that I remember... Um, I remember is when I, I used to snowboard, I used to compete in downhill and it's, it's kind of a cool thing that I used to do. I don't do it anymore. I, I am too, too frail. There's no, there's no mountains here. Um, but when I used to snowboard a lot, I had a really good friend, Matt, and he was really good at downhill. And so when we were taking tree runs together, um, he was way faster than I he could go between trees off jumps and do all this crazy stuff. Um, and I was always lagging behind him. And I remember him telling me something uh, that really stuck with me. And he said, Chris, just look where you want to go. 
just look where you want to go. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, stop looking at the trees and, and, and your footing and all this stuff. Just look at the open spots and you'll go there. And for some reason, it stuck with me. And so as I, you know, uh, as I started doing that, I started going between all the open spots and I started just looking where I wanted to go. I started getting faster and faster and I could keep up to him. But then it hit me one time, I've never gone this fast. I've never been, uh, you know, going this steep down a mountain. And all of a sudden I started staring at this tree and I ran right into it. And I actually ended up breaking my goggles and I was half unconscious on the ground in the tree wall and I got really hurt. But why am I saying that? I'm saying that right now because I believe this, this same kind of lesson applies to us in our walk with God right now. Listen, we have a lot more time at home. We have a lot more time uh, that's away from our regular schedule. But where are we looking and where, and where we're looking is where we're going. We need to be fixed on the eyes of Jesus and letting him lead us into a new place, into a place of victory, into new levels with him in his kingdom. Yeah. And it's so good. The last point I want to talk about is um, intimacy creates clarity in our lives. Um, you know, when you guys, when we're not close with Jesus, it creates a distorted reality in our lives. You know, when we are close with him, we see things from his perspective, from heaven's perspective. We, we carry a spirit of victory into situations and we can see the things the way the Lord sees them because we spend time with him. And so I want to challenge you here in this place. This is not to condemn you, to bring conviction. How is your secret place doing right now? And I want you to answer that honestly. How is your time alone with the Lord going right now? How is your time in the word going? And, you know, if you haven't been in that place right now, I want to encourage you. That will totally dictate your perspective. I want to encourage you to get in the secret place. I remember one time, uh, my mom actually, we were in, in this public pool, and I've shared this with our congregation before. It's kind of a funny story. And, and mom, if you're listening, I love you. You're, you're a good parent. But this situation might seem like you're not, but you are. <laughs> but I remember we went into the pool one time, and this was one of my first times being in a pool. And I remember my mom brought me into this kid's pool, and, and she, sat, she was holding me in the water, and then she turned to someone to talk, and so she kind of let go of me because it was safe there, obviously. But as soon as my mom let me go, I started panicking, I started freaking out, I started screaming, and I started crying for her. Um, and so she turned around, and she grabbed me, and she set me up, and, and sat me up on the, or stood me up on the water, and it came up to my chest. And, and I realized in a moment, I was, I was so embarrassed, but also, I'm like, oh, I can stand here. It's okay. Yeah. So I want to encourage you right now, guys. In the same way, as we get close with Jesus, you know, if you're panicking, if you're in a place of fear or anxiety or wherever you're at right now, Go spend time with Jesus. Let him pick you up and stand you up. You're going to be okay. We're going to make it through this. The crazy thing here, guys, in Matthew 14, verses 22 to 33, it says here in the last verse 32, it says, or the second last one, it says, but when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. I want to encourage you guys. The wind is going to die down. COVID-19 is not going to win. I just want to steal the devil's thunder. It's not going to win. Everything is going to go back to normal. And maybe there might be some things that might be a bit hard. We have to work through financially with everything. But listen, everything is going to go back to normal. And I want you right now to imagine yourself at the end of this COVID-19 pandemic. Who are, the, who are you as a person during this time? Were you a person of faith? of believing, of positivity, of proactivity, of praying against this and unifying with people? Or are you somebody who isolated, who, was, who, who lived in fear and anxiety and let the devil maybe win in some areas? I want to encourage you guys today. There is victory today in Jesus' name. Yes, and I want to encourage you guys. This may seem, uh, you know, contrary to popular belief, but God is also not all you need. You don't just need God in this time. You need people. Yeah. God actually placed you in community on purposes. It's his God-given design. And so I want to encourage you guys. I know the government's saying self-isolate, but if you can call someone, go be, meet with someone one-on-one, -on -one, whatever you can, be with people. I can't tell you how many times 
I was going through something personally, and it was really hard, um, and I was really affected by it, and uh, by something. And I go to God, and I wasn't getting the breakthrough that I was uh, hoping to get. But then, as soon as I asked Katrina, "Hey, babe, can you speak into my life in this one thing?" she would say the exact same thing that I needed to hear in that minute or in that situation. Or maybe my friend, I'd go ask my friend, "Hey, can you give me advice on this certain thing?" And he gave me the exact advice that I needed and the breakthrough that I needed for my situation. So I want to encourage you: intimacy creates clarity in your life. And I want you guys to get together with people and get together with God to see things from his perspective. All right, guys, that's all I got. I don't know if we have anything else here, but um, I just want to pray for everybody out there. Um, and so let's, uh, let's just gather together. If you're with a few people, um, let's pray for one another right now. And if you're by yourself, let's just, let's just lay our hands on our hearts and let's just pray right now. Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you for, um, for you being present in this situation, God. I pray that we could lock eyes with you right now, Jesus, and that from the for the weeks to come, for the months to come, however long this is going to last, I believe that's going to end soon, God, but for this um, month-long lockdown or whatever it is right now in Manitoba, God, we just thank you for uh, locking eyes with you. We love you. We thank you for your presence. We fix our eyes on you, Jesus, and we do not look away. You are good. You are the God of victory. You are a God of power. You are a God of healing. And Father, we just command healing into our nation as your sons and daughters. We command healing into our nation, God. This COVID-19 would end, God. And we, God, we repent on behalf of believers, Father, for us coming into a place of defeat, anxiety, and fear, God. And I pray that as the people of God, we would rise up together, Father, that we could love you and serve you and be an example to the rest of the world of what it means to, look, uh, to live in, in love and victory and hope. 